Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley. And as prospects, turns out WJC's been pretty fun for them so far. You know, we talked about the possibility that it might be a pretty pretty darn good time for Avs fans to, to catch some kids doing some things. And, uh, in fact, it has been a good time. It surely has. Um, not as good of a time for Team Austria. But, you sure, know, it could be, be worse. Their goal differential is still better than Germany's, despite having not scored a goal. But, you know, these things, they happen. And on the on the plus side, that means that Marco Rossi hasn't scored a goal. Yeah, right now Marco Rossi looks like a huge bust. Way to go, Minnesota! <laughs> so yeah, you that guys going just for really you. don't know what you're doing, do you? <laughs> what a scrub! Yep, I I for one make all of my prospect decisions based on two WJC games. So two, I didn't even wait for the second game to decide that. <laughs> Just off the first one. Yeah, here's right. balls in game one. I was out right then. Fair enough. Fair. I mean, enough. look at what look at what Tim Stutzla is doing with Germany, and then compare True. that to what Rossi's done with Austria, true. which is nothing. Stutzla doing work. It is true comparatively. But yeah, we are we are now no longer Team Austria pod. Yeah, it's over. Minnesota yeah. ruined everything. Yeah, I just I can't with the I can't with the wild. Team, I'm I'm team Austrian goaltender though, dude. That guy for giving up ten goals in a game, he did pretty okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> he's he's been a lot of fun. So, you know, good for Austria, but more importantly, let's talk about Team Canada, and more more specifically, let's talk about Team Avalanche Canada. Because they kind of have a little bit of everything in the World Juniors. Start with Justin Barron. Game one against Germany. I had a couple of assists. Certainly in a little bit of a a lesser role than the other two Avs prospects on the team. But has been rock solid through the tournament so far. More convinced than ever that Justin Barron is an NHL player someday. For sure. The... Uh, there was so it was so up and down 
uh, last year with Halifax and yep. injury questions and specifically blood clotting, uh, blood clot issues with altitude. Is this, is this a fit? Is this going to be Tomas Fleischmann all over again? What's up? And then it looks dope. I mean, it yeah. just looks rock solid. And, you know, he's a good defender. I've liked, I've really liked his work <laughs> when he's had to do it. Uh, I've really liked his work in his own zone, especially behind his own net. I think he's been really competitive there and effective. He doesn't lose a lot of those battles and nothing gets created out of it. He just cleans up messes and goes about his business. I mean, it's, I'm, I've walked out of this with a higher opinion of Justin Barron so far than I had walking in. Not, not like significantly, you know, I'm not like, Oh my God, what a stud. I think this role that he's playing in is, could be a preview of what he does in Colorado just because of the guys in front of him. Honestly, it's, I mean, what's been really encouraging about it so far for me is it's just that extra level of polish that especially when it comes to defensive prospects, you really want to see out of them. And he's bringing that at WJC. Even, even good defensive prospects usually are rough in their own end a lot of the time. And he's looked really good. Yep. So just, it just looks very clean. Um, There's not, there's not, it's no frills. There's, there's not a lot of flashiness to it, but it's really effective. Like you compare what he's done with Drew Hellison, where Hellison's been fine. Honestly, I don't really have any issues with Hellison, but a lot of the times you just don't notice Hellison, and I think I notice Baron more. Agreed. And they're kind of competing for sort of the same kind of job. Given what's um, in front of them, yeah, yeah, like they're you know that they're both right-handed. Obviously, somebody can always move over, but it's in a in a perfect world, you know, where all these guys succeed, and you've got, you know, Makar and uh, Timmons in the NHL waiting for these two guys to get there. That leaves one of them on the outs, you know. So I mean, yeah, perfect world, someone's getting traded for a first round pick, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, somebody's getting somebody's getting traded for the for the Blake Coleman last piece. Of yeah, the there you go, there you go. Where but, we're going to be like, this value is not very good. And then they win the Stanley Cup and you're like, value my ass. <laughs> so, you know, you know, you stop worrying about that stuff. Yeah, can drink that value out of out of Lord Stanley. Thank you very much. But that's right. <laughs> uh, with I think you put it pretty well. Uh, Baron, it's not to say that it's fancy, but. When he has an opportunity to make a play, he usually makes it. Whereas Hellison has been a bit more passive. Well, and Hellison, we've seen. Look, the the puck skill is a, it's a question. Yeah, for sure. Um, there. With again, the massive caveat of this is the two game sample size. And in Canada's case, they got to play against a Germany team that was missing nine dudes and Slovakia. But with the sample size we've seen, Hellison, some of the few times I've noticed them are a turnover in the neutral zone, an errant pass on the breakout. That's been my biggest issue with Hellison. Um, The stretch pass is not happening. Yep. Um, The 
the breakouts of the neutral zone, and he's not finding sticks. Yep. So it's been a it's it's been a problem. And that's you just a must for him. He has to be able to do that. Yep. To to make the NHL. Period. Yep. Um. We, we you know somebody somebody tweeted at me when I when I mentioned Hellison's pucks and it was like oh he's not he doesn't have to worry about the puck anyway. It's like this is the NHL nowadays, man. You do. Everybody does. Yep. You know, 15 years ago, Duncan Siemens would have been a long time NHL player. You know, but he couldn't make it in this version of the NHL because he just wasn't reliable enough with the puck. Yep. That's the challenge that Drew Hellison faces. You know, that 15 years ago, Drew Hellison might have been a first round pick. It's yeah. just kind of the way that the league has evolved defensively over the last, I mean, the last decade has accelerated, accelerated the process quite a bit, but honestly, even before that, it was trending that direction with, with more skill as opposed to strong physical defensive defensemen. So, you know, it, it is what it is uh, as far as that front. I, I'm not redrafting 2019 yet. That's way too early for any of that, (laughs) but Looking through, let's see. We have a couple of of questions in the comments. Henry asks, do you think the prospects Colorado has could contribute to success for this season? Very yes, absolutely. Uh, Wait a week and we'll have a video out talking all about that stuff. Uh, AJ, you got got something to do over there? I I got you if you got to grab it. Give me a minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In the... the next case, best case scenario, you want Helson to become Cole or Nemeth. Um, yeah, sure. That I think that's probably the absolute best case scenario. Even, even then, I mean, if everything goes well, those are guys that have played on middle pairings in the NHL and in the Avalanche organization. You're probably looking at Helson as a a bottom pairing guy. So. You have to, you have to kind of manage it. Uh, does Byron make the roster? Absolutely, I, I think, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't see how he doesn't at least make the roster for his tester of uh, the prorated down to six games. If they're not giving him that opportunity, I mean, it just feels weird, right? Why? It's not like he's going to have anywhere else to play for the first month of the season, so you might as well. Um, Personally, yeah, I 100% think he's going to make the season for the majority of the year. Maybe spend some time on the on the taxi squad. We'll see. Um, New Hook, uh, we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. First of all, with the NCAA season, um, depending on when that happens, how it plays out, we just don't know when he'll be available to even join the Avs. But there's definitely a chance at the end of the year that he could join them. It just kind of depends, right? Uh, If the Avs have a forward core that's gelling super well and they don't want to mess with it, play new hook in the AHL, help them with a a Colorado Eagles playoff run, potentially. Uh, Hellison's a bit of a, a tough one. I'm not super set on a, a comparison with him. Uh, bottom pairing defensive defenseman is is probably the easy comparison there. Uh, for Baron, um, 
uh, almost kind of like an Eric Johnson type, I think. Maybe not the the offensive upside that EJ had at the peak of his career. He it is what it is. The the offense will either come or it won't. We'll see. It just kind of depends. But it, certainly the the physical gifts Baron has quite a good skater, especially for someone his size, is big enough to to be able to play a solid defensive role and has solid puck movement, which EJ has some of. Certainly in throughout his career has had that. So the question is, of course, for both of those guys, do they hit their ceilings, right? And we're doing comparisons on what their ceilings are. Will they reach that? You sure hope so, if you're the Colorado Avalanche, but I don't know if they actually will or or will not. It just kind of, we'll see how things play out. Do need to take our first period break, however, uh, we are sponsored, of course, by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get it at your local liquor store, at least here in the States. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find a liquor store near you where you can find their beer. They have dozens of flavors, depending on where you are. Might not be able to get it all, but if you do find it, I guarantee you they have a beer for you, no matter what type of beer you like. So be sure to check them out, give them a look, and try Breck Beer today if you have not yet. Of course, we're also sponsored by the main sponsor of this podcast, DraftKings Sportsbook, the best sportsbook app out there. They have odds boosts every single day on pretty much every sporting event under the sun. But while the holiday season is winding down, the sports sports calendar, I can I can say words, I swear. The sports calendar is just starting to get into swing. Basketball's back in action, hockey is right around the corner, and of course, football is going strong as well as a ton of collegiate sports as well. So, to celebrate this year's college football playoffs, DraftKings is giving all new users the chance to bet on any semifinal team to win the championship at 100 to 1 odds. You pick the winner of the college football championship from the semifinals, bet a dollar, win a hundred bucks. Bam, just like that. If you think you got a good read, it's an easy pickup and you should be good to make yourself a cool hundo. So jump on it while you still can over at DraftKings Sportsbook over the next couple of days. Make your bet when you download the DraftKings top-rated sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get your value there. Again, DNVR, just to let them know at very least that we sent you. Supporting our partners is supporting us. Uh, limited time only, of course. Bet on any semifinal this week for that 100 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a. a bleh, Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus as well as a bet bonus. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. AJ, welcome back. We are Hello. Good to have you back as I'm, I'm struggling with my tongue over these ad reads. So maybe you'll have to leave again. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh Answering some more uh, questions from the chat here. Is Timmons' time with the Avs over if he doesn't get a full-time role this season? I would say definitely not. 
Uh, Justin Barron likely looking at an AHL year next season, unless he really, really pushes something further than that. So, uh, is his time over? No. Is there a clock on him? Probably. Yeah, I would say definitely there's a clock on it, as there is with any guy, you know. The window of opportunity, you know, what a guy like Tyson Jost, what made that case so rare was that he didn't really have a clock. Yep. You know, there wasn't there wasn't anybody really pushing readily him, available sure. for that for that spot. And he was young enough and he was just effective enough to there were enough glimpses there that it was like, let's just keep pushing this and pushing this and see how this goes. And you know. We see we've seen how that's gone, but with a more competitive roster, you know, you you've got to show more faster. Yeah. Um, and that's that's just the reality of it. You know, that's not you know, it's it's it sucks for Timmons in a in you know, compared to a guy like Jost who has basically gotten four free years to kind of do whatever. Um I will say I guess it's just three. Um six games don't really count. But I'm, you know, they they do need to figure out sooner than later what's going on with Timmons. I don't think that they're out of time, but they've got to they've got to figure something out, of course. I mean, it's it's the same kind of story we were talking about where you trade a guy for Blake Coleman, uh, right? It, oh yeah. When your team is this good, you just don't have room for everybody, and you end up trading away players that become NHL regulars. You just do. But yeah. It's it's part of the business, and if you win a Stanley Cup, you win a Stanley Cup, and no one cares anymore who you traded away. <laughs> yeah, and so. then you deal. I mean, you deal with whatever problems come from the moves that you made. Um, just to, I'm not sure how many of these you you snagged. Yeah, um, go, if you have thoughts, go for it. Yeah, Zgross, I would probably take fifth in a 2019 redraft right now. Um, I still think he's quite a bit behind the top two guys, and then Doc and Byram have done nothing to say that Zgross should be ahead of either one of those guys. Um, so I, I still think Zgross goes fifth, which isn't a very big jump. I, and to be honest, a, a guy like Newhook would push hard in that spot too. I I just like I I said earlier, I'm, I wouldn't even redraft it yet. I mean, it's well, and given given incomplete seasons last year from a lot of these guys. Yep, they haven't even gotten going this year for most of them. I mean, it's this is going to be the class where it's like any redraft conversation is we can we can only really start having it in like four years. Yeah. Ask again in a couple years, exactly. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, comps for Howison and Barron, I think those are that's that's tough. Um, I think that's Barron's I probably. I think Barron's probably like a poor man's EJ, but God um, damn it. That's what well, I said. Is that what, is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Hellison is, is a poor man's Adam for it. So um I would I would say those guys are that's that's kind of what you need uh, out of those guys. Yep. And then I think I'm caught up. All right. Uh, which prospect do you think will be the first to be called up to the abs either due to injury or getting sick? Well, I'm putting Byram on the roster, so it's not Byram. Yeah, I mean, it's really, um, I mean, it's LOC or Cout, depending on whichever guy. Um, and then a, if you need a D call up, it's Timmons. Like, yep. Yep. 
those are the three. I'm Wait. not I'm not messing with Sheldon Drys. I'm not messing with TJ Tynan. I I fear that they're gonna they're gonna waste time on Kiefer Sherwood and Mika Salamaki because that's what they do every year. They sign these AHL vets and then Bedner's like, boy, I sure like what that guy did in training camp, and that gives him two months of leeway before we move on and we get to see some of the younger guys get opportunities and those guys end up making bigger impressions and sticking. And it's like, wow, what a process. Yeah. I certainly hope it's, it's those three guys on the short list, uh, depending on, I, I guess you could throw Logan O'Connor. Uh, does he count yeah. as a call up? Is he, if he's a 13th forward, I guess. Yeah. I it's, it's tough to know. Like we can't even really get into like call up because the, the taxi squad, of the taxi squad this yeah, year. Yeah. Really, really changes it because to get called up from the AHL, you have to go to the taxi squad and then have to be on the taxi squad for seven days. And then you're eligible for the NHL team. Yep. So call-ups won't be like what we've seen in the past. Um, they, they won't be much of a talking point. There's a very small pool of players that could be a call-up to the yeah, actual and starting lineup. Yeah. When you when you have a taxi squad of four to six players, like that's your at least one of which has to be a goalie. Yeah. Yeah, that's your that's your call-up pool for the most part, right? Like you're you're done after that. You're not messing with guys beyond that. Interesting question here. Not really necessarily prospect related, but who do you say this season is the most make or break for? And can we say Tyson Jost for the third year in a row? I would say, I would say Philip Grubauer is my guy this year Yeah, because he's proven himself to be a really good backup. He's proven himself that he can play in, uh, in stretches, you know, in one month, two month stretches where you're like, man, he hadn't proven it over the course of an entire regular season and an entire postseason. He just needs to put all of them together, and he'll be he'll be the guy that we that we thought they were getting when they acquired him. That everybody thought they were getting when they were when they acquired him. Um, really, and facing free agency, you know, he got the very standard backup trying to become a starter contract. Yep, three year, three million dollars. It's the easy. I always say it's the easiest contract to, in, to give in the NHL. The guy that's been a really good backup that's looking to become a starter, you give him a two to three year deal for right in the neighborhood of three million dollars, and you see how it goes. It's either, not a massive commitment, and that guy gets way more money than he'd been making previously. It's either super value or it doesn't crush you. Exactly. It's it does. It's it's not going to fall flat on your face. Um, it's it's not one where you're like, oh god, really regret this one. Uh, and it's yeah, it end, or it ends up being good for Colorado. I think it's about as even as that can get. Yep. They've, they've, it's been okay so far, but for Grubauer, I mean, this is free agency. He's what 30, 31 already. So you're talking he if he shows out this year, he probably gets a five year deal from Colorado. Yeah, he probably gets you know somewhere in the neighborhood of five of five by five in the off season, and. They commit. If he doesn't show out, then the Avs probably have the opportunity to hedge their bet. And Grubauer goes into a competitive free agent market where maybe maybe it goes well and maybe you know, maybe they move on. Yep, but, uh, that's a we'll see scenario. Yeah. Sure. So I think I think Grubauer it's absolutely most make or break. Um because he's got I, I, Look at look at Markstrom last year. If he doesn't yeah. have the year that he had, is he getting that long term commitment? He's set for life now. 
Not that not that he wasn't already doing well for himself financially, but now he doesn't ever have to worry about it again. Six mil a year for the rest of his career, potentially. <laughs> yeah, he's set, and that's where that's where Grubauer um, he puts himself in that position to financially set himself up for the rest of his life, his kids, the works, right? Yep. So that's that's a lot of pressure. That's a that's a big and hey, not for nothing. Their Stanley Cup hope, Colorado Stanley Cup hopes very largely are going to rest on whether or not Philip Grubauer can be the man or not. There's definitely a case to be made for that. I mean, you'll hear about that very soon in a, in a video we did as well. So keep it locked in here to the, the DNVR YouTube channel, subscribe, like do all those fun things that help support us. We appreciate y'all very, very much. Do have to take our second break here to let you guys know about Chevalier Mortgage. Mike and Virginia, not only diehard Broncos fans, but CSU alums as well. And they've supported us here at DNVR for a long time as members too. They're a husband and wife team with over 15 years of financial services experience. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com to enter enter to win i can speak i swear guys we're recording a lot of videos today i'm running on fumes but enter to win a free dnvr shirt or hat of your choice when you do and more importantly get signed up for a free consultation to discuss all of your options mike and virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation again you can visit them at dnvrmortgage.com or call virginia directly at 303-257-6578 and at least get yourself a chance to win some free stuff if nothing else Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's round back in to the WJC tournament here. The two big names, of course, are Bowen Byram and Alex Newhook. Let's let's start with Byram because people saw the game against Germany. People saw him make a couple of mistakes. People also saw him recover on some of those mistakes. And once the game got out of hand, he started to look dominant. Yeah, get used to those mistakes. Um, yeah. When you're aggressive with the puck, you're going to flub a few of them. You know, when you when you handle the puck a lot, you're going to make some mistakes. It's why when you look at the end of the year, it's, it's one reason why giveaways and takeaways and that those are useless statistics. But giveaways especially because the guys who lead the league in giveaways every year are the guys who always have the puck. They're going to make mistakes. Often have a bunch of points too. Yeah. Yeah. They're, it's it's just how it goes. They go hand in hand together. When you have it a lot, you're going you're gonna to make mistakes. So get get ready. Uh, if, you, if what you thought you were going to get out of Bowen Byron was this, oh, we're going to get this thoroughly dominant, perfectly clean game. No. That guy takes chances. He attacks. He has a very aggressive mentality, especially offensively, uh, in a way that you're not going to see from other abs defenders. He attacks the offensive zone. Even without the puck, you see him. He's flying up the ice all the time, pushing pushing pace, pushing play. He's a very, very aggressive player. Yep. And that, that goes with, I mean, mistakes is part of the deal with a guy like that. That's part of his greatness. It's also part of the downside. You live with it. 
Those mistakes, it's fine. Which what I saw out of him defensively, I really liked though. Hard to disagree. Uh particularly his recovery ability on those mistakes, I think, is is something you don't see a lot of. Uh Obviously, the big mistake in recovery everyone saw was he loses the puck at the blue line and then tracks a guy down. And uh, the skating is great, but more importantly, the strength to be able to muscle a guy out of position and ultimately off the puck is that's that's NHL ready, man. The strength is going to be a big factor in him getting into the NHL lineup. You know, we talk with young guys, especially teenagers. They've got to get. They've got to get bigger. They've got to get stronger. They've got to get reinforced physically. You know they can handle an NHL game, but can they handle eighty-two of them? And then a postseason. That's where these guys have to have to bulk up and get their bodies ready. Byron's is ready. He's good to go. There's no doubt. There's there's no there's no doubt anymore that he is an NHL player, masquerading as a junior player. Yep. I did. Going back to the WHL would be a travesty for him. He would not be in this WJC tournament if the Avs were in season right now. If the schedule was normal and he was doing his thing, he no. His nine-game trial would have ended two months ago, and he would be fine. Just chugging right along. Yep. The other, not a player we'll see almost certainly during the regular season for the Avs, but depending on how things go, Alex Newhook, lit up Team Germany offensively. I mean, on multiple occasions, just made that defense look like Swiss cheese, which plenty of Team Canada was doing. But even against Slovakia, there are a couple of shifts where Byram and Newhook skating just connected together. And they didn't finish on the plays, but it got me so hyped for the style of hockey that the abs are going to be playing for the foreseeable future. Yeah. For me, I don't, I don't need, I didn't even care about that uh, with new hook. What I liked the most, there was one shift in particular where he was deep in the offensive zone. They got the puck going the other direction and he immediately recognized it, got on his horse, got all the way back and broke up a cross ice feed. Yep. And yep. boom, that's done. I mean, that's, that's the separator. That's the stuff. Look, there's a lot of guys in this tournament that have offensive talent. We're seeing it. Newhook's talent isn't so special that he separates from the even the rest of his own teammates. Sure. You know, you see you see these guys all the time. Um, but with him, with him, that that defensive play, that stood out to me. That said, this is a guy that's watching the game. This is a guy that cares about this game. He's not messing around. He's not like, man, well, we're gonna win this game by 14 goals. Ha ha ha. You know, he's not coasting. There's no there's no giveaway on, on a shift. Well, yeah, I mean, when you have the skating ability like Newhook has, if you're only using that in one direction, you're not getting value or anywhere close to it. Oh, yeah. And the, the big question, you know, especially he's a little smaller, how's he going to hold up defensively? Because you just don't, you know, this was, this was the conversation that you and I were having when they were picking 16th, and it was – New hook and Krebs. New hook yep. and Krebs. Yep. Because, you know, we I preferred Krebs because I wanted the more all-around defensively, you know, adept player. New Hook's defensive game, you know, he played a lot of PK at BC last year and so far, and obviously has not been legitimately tested for Team Canada, but New Hook's defensive game looks a lot better. It looks a lot better from 
just when from we an watched him. Point. Yeah. Oh yeah, when we watched him in uh, in the BCHL for Victoria, where it would be major controller disconnect unless the puck got near him. He was Mister Floaty Pants. Yep. Did not have not seen that. He is he's tracking. He's reading the play. He is doing all the things that you need to see uh, developmentally from him. That scream. This guy's gonna be a this this guy's gonna handle his business on both ends of the ice. Offensively, he hasn't done anything we didn't already know about. That's yeah. that's the stuff where it's okay. You know, was it was it cool to see? Hell yeah! It's always fun to watch that guy with the puck. He's just downright explosive. Yeah. But at this point, this, if he's doing something we don't know about on the offensive side, we're having a conversation of is this dude a superstar in the league? <laughs> like, right. If, if there's a different level that he gets to offensively, absolutely. Yeah, the conversation changes. Um, I. <laughs> We we talked just was at the end of last segment about you know Trevor Zegras, uh, Trevor Zegras or Alex Newhook right now. I think it's it's closer than people. A think. lot of people, yeah. yeah. Zegras has obviously been awesome. He's such a stud, and he has shown out at this tournament so far. But he's also separated a little bit from the class that we couldn't separate him from in his draft year. You know, with Newhook, he's playing on that on, on Team Canada. What would he look like if he was on Austria? Would he completely disappear like Marco Rossi has? I don't I don't think so, but you I didn't think know. Marco Rossi would either. Yeah. True. So, you know, and not that I, I feel like I'm like really bagging on Rossi. Like the guy's he doesn't stand a chance out there. <laughs> it's not you, Rossi, it's Minnesota. Okay. If you're watching yeah, it's, it's your stank. Just ask for a trade and we'll love you, okay? Uh, So, look, plenty more WJCs coming up. In fact, Canada plays another game in about two hours. Highly recommend you check that out if you can. But the Avs are off to a very, very good start with this tournament to the point where certainly in Byram's case, the conversation is how many NHL games does he get this year? And for the other three guys, you're having, at least in Barron and certainly Newhook's case, how close to NHL ready are they? Hellison, two more years at BC. Um, well, junior, end of his junior year. So This year and next. This year and next, and then he can, he can turn pro, and then we'll see. I don't want to drop him in the NHL right away. I don't want to drop him in the AHL. We'll see. Uh, Barron should be in the AHL next year following the Timmons path. Um, I think you need to aggressively promote your guys when you have chances to. So do it. Um, Newhook, we've talked about this a little bit. I think Newhook plays for the Eagles in the playoffs. I yeah. really... And maybe maybe be, is a black ace. You know, does what, does what Byram did during the postseason last year. If they maybe have the yeah. blasted with injuries or whatever, yeah. And he just kind of hangs out, yeah. yeah. You know, no roster limits, etc. He doesn't get in any games. He doesn't burn a year of his ELC, none of that none of that garbage. Just he, you know, he signs and... Is around, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then he, you know, he is on the HL roster next year. Um, I, I just really can't see Newhook not. It'd be really hard to keep him off unless between now and then something significant happens. Yeah, um, maybe maybe AHL to start with for him, but sure. 
even that's pretty rare for a high-end college guy. It's pretty rare for those guys to go to the AHL. Yeah, you know, I think I think Josh Norris is like happen often. Yeah, Norris is like the the best example of it happening recently, where a guy tore up college, signed, and then went and tore up the AHL. So maybe maybe that happens with New Hook. We'll we'll see. I, I just think again aggressively promote. The amount of tearing sure. up New Hook has done makes it hard to see that. Yeah, and like no, I I use Norris as the example a lot because it wasn't like he was struggling at any of those. Like, he was a point per game guy everywhere. Yeah. So and then he had a Rantanen esque AHL rookie season where it's like, why is this dude here? Yeah, we're, especially with a bad NHL team, we're like, what are you doing? Yep. But it is what it is, whatever. Um, with New Hook, yeah, I, I think Byron probably plays like 30 or 40 NHL games this year. For this, no big deal. Yeah. So Maybe even more than, I mean, he might just be a regular from day one, and we're just like, okay, well, this conversation's over. All this to say, go watch the WJCs. I've been absolutely loving some... <sighs> good hockey to watch even if some of them are massive blowouts it's still just a treat to get to watch some some proper hockey that you can care about a little bit so yeah definitely great to watch it's been an absolute blast we're gonna get out of here with a shorter show today but do not worry we have loads and loads and loads of content coming your way for the new year um i can't wait to get into it i can't wait for the season and training camp and everything to start training camp starts on sunday man yeah dude it is coming. Other the the non playoff team starts two days. Training camp yeah. starts. Yep. So hockey is almost here. Let's go. Hope y'all will be along for the ride with us. Of course, you can find this podcast five days a week on the DNVR YouTube or as a podcast on whatever podcast feed you may use. That's it for today's show. We of course will be back tomorrow talk to you all then hope y'all have a wonderful tuesday and we will see you guys next time